Right, uh, hello and welcome to the 12th of my um, introductory videos on the basic ideas of Marx and Marxism. Um, in this one I'm going to discuss uh, na nationalism and internationalism. Now, uh, the Communist Manifesto closes with Marx urging the uh, workers of the world to unite. And really this has been the basic slogan of the Marxist movement ever since. Similarly, the Internationale is the anthem of uh, the, the Marxist movement. And this testifies to the fact that um, uh, internationalism has been at the heart of Marxism since its inception. It is a fundamental principle. Now, um, just uh, as the Marxist theory of the state, which I talked about in the last video, um, is sharply at odds with the dominant bourgeois um, view of uh, the state as neutral, so on the, this internationalism conflicts um, sharply with the dominant bourgeois narrative of nationalism which pervades our society. Uh, from childhood onwards, we are expected to, and trained, to um, wave the national flag, uh, sing the national anthem, support the national team uh, in sports, and to view our national identity as our prime, our basic uh, our identity. If you are born in uh, Lorraine, um, uh, you, it is assumed that that flag, that anthem, that identity will be French. If you're born just a few kilometres to the east, uh, say in Saarbrücken, uh, it is assumed that uh, that flag, uh, that anthem, that identity will be German. Uh, if you're in El Paso, despite the name of the town, uh, El Paso is seen as being part of Texas and as, a, as American as apple pie. If, however, uh, you are uh, in the completely contiguous city of uh, Juarez, right, then that is seen as stereotypically Mexican. Um, and, and, you know, in the US, God uh, blesses America. Uh, in Britain, uh, God saves the Queen. And not only is this uh, national uh, uh, identity uh, viewed as somehow innate, it's also seen as a moral duty. Uh, you are morally and politically obliged to be loyal to your nation state. Every established politician um, will claim uh, that they are acting always in the national interest. They're always putting the national interest above their party or above their personal uh, interests. And that's true if you're talking about the establishment politicians of uh, um, the United States, of Britain, of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael in Ireland, or wh wherever you're talking, they will all claim that they represent their national interests. And most importantly, in times of economic crisis, we, by we I mean ordinary people, 
are of course told that we must accept cuts in our wages and standard of living in the national interest. And in time of war, we are expected to sacrifice our lives for the national interest. Somehow or other, American soldiers fighting in the Middle East, in Iraq, across the other side of the Atlantic, or across the other side of the world in Vietnam, are fighting for their country and defending their country. Similarly, if you're, you're a British soldier fighting over a, a few rocks in the South Atlantic in the Falklands War, you are fighting for your queen and for your country. Now, Marxism rejects all this um, root and branch. Uh, for a start, it rejects the idea that national consciousness and national identity are natural or in any way innate. Rather, it sees them as historically created, along with the rise of nation states, which um, developed with the, uh, with the rise of capitalism since about the 15th and 16th century. Uh, and in fact, in many cases, these nation states and national identities are actually very modern and new indeed. Um, Germany and Italy arose only in the, in the um, 19th century. Uh, India, Pakistan, all of Africa, uh, only since the Second World War, uh, uh, effectively. Um, Marxism also rejects, of course, the idea that any country is superior to any other. And more importantly, um, the idea that people of a given nation state share a common national interest. On the contrary, it sees uh, the interests of capitalists and workers within any nation as diametrically opposed. And the con sees the concept of national interest as one that is used to mask or cover the interests of the capitalist class. Insofar as workers accept uh, the notion of a common national interest, especially in times of crisis and war, that concept serves to bind them to the ruling class. It helps enslave them. It helps get them to make sacrifices that are really just to boost the profits and the wealth uh, uh, of the capitalists. Marxists insist that na class divisions, not national divisions, are the most important divisions in the world, and that the class struggle is fundamentally an international struggle. Uh, there is, in the final analysis, one international working class with the same basic interests. Also, from the very beginning, uh, Marx and Engels rejected the idea that socialism could be built in one country on its own, uh, due to the pressure that would be exerted on that country um, by international capitalism. Revolution could begin in one country, um, but it would have to be spread internationally in order to survive. Uh, tragically, and this is something we'll explore later, tragically this was proven correct by the decline of the Russian Revolution, which remained isolated uh, uh, into, into Stalinism, Stalinist tyranny. Now, because of the international nature of the working class struggle, um, Marxism and Marxists uh, uh, um, have always done everything they could to encourage international solidarity and also the international organisation of the working class and of socialists, um, as was done by Marx himself with the founding of the 
uh, International Working Men's Association, or the first international in 1864, and uh, has continued uh, right up to the present day in various different forms, different forms of international organisation. It should also be said, however, that as internationalists, Marx and all serious Marxists have always been determined opponents of all national oppression and consequently have upheld the right of oppressed nations to self-determination, including the right to secession and independence. In Marx's day, this applied particularly to Poland in relation to Russia and to Ireland in relation uh, uh, to Britain. Um, following Marx, it was a point of enormous importance to Lenin uh, uh, because of the numerous oppressed nations in the Tsarist Empire and then later was applied by Lenin and the Communist International and I think all most Marxists since to all the um, national liberation struggles in uh, Africa, Asia and Latin America, the so-called Global South. Now sometimes this support for national liberation um, is seen as contradicting internationalism. How can socialists who are internationalists support nationalist movements, it is said. Actually, uh, I would argue that this is, a, this is consistent internationalism and consistent democracy. Marxists are for international unity, but a voluntary, not a coerced unity. And any socialist in an oppressor country who does not support the right of the oppressed to separation, in fact becomes complicit in that oppression. This continues to apply in many situations in the world today. Palestine, Catalonia, um, question of the Kurds in the, the Middle East, to Scotland, and in a different way that I can't go into here, uh, to the question of Irish unity in, in, in the two rotten states of Ireland. But in championing the right to self-determination, Marxists do this as internationalists, not as nationalists. They do not drop their criticism of nationalism or merge with it or <coughs> simply dissolve their or independent organisations or movements into nationalist movements. They fight for national liberation as a stepping stone to international uh, revolution and to the international unification of the working class and of the world as an, as a, uh, an ultimate goal.